everybody to a better late than never episode of the Rob the Genius podcast. Um, a little late this week because, well, I had a lot of stuff to do. And also, because I had a lot of stuff to do, I didn't really get a real chance to, you know, edit and add music and that kind of thing until late, late really late. <laughs> so my apologies for not being out on Friday morning as usual. And this week I'm going to try to slow down a little bit and get things to you on time. <laughs> but this episode is late and my bad. Um, and look, I, it just it makes me better respect and appreciate people who've been doing this for years and years and years and have new episodes out on schedule you know as all you know every week or every couple of days even right I mean this this is it's fun I enjoy doing it but you know to put something out that you feel good about yourself you know in addition to your audience like you can't just wake up and do it so, take a little time, take a little effort, and, you know, and this is not my career, <laughs> I mean, I do have, like, a job, and kids and all that stuff, so, uh, my apologies. Anyway, this week, this week we got one happy celebration and a not-so-happy celebration. Um, the New York Knicks are in the playoffs, they're in the NBA playoffs after eight years, so I'm going to talk about that and celebrate that for a few minutes. And unfortunately, we have another passing of uh, Paul Mooney, comedian, writer, a bunch of other stuff, passed away. I'm going to pay a tribute to him and celebrate him a little bit too. And, 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 got to talk about some COVID because we are getting closer, getting closer, like different Events, sports events, venues are announcing, you know, they're lifting restrictions, more and more people getting vaccinated, you know, all that good stuff. So we are, we are moving along with that. I will say a few things about that. And, you know, this mess in Israel is still going. Um, I'm probably going to go against my better judgment and wade into those waters a little bit so that music you heard was from the far side uh they are they were a group out of oakland i believe yes it was oakland california um they first came out when i was in college back in like 93 or 94 maybe or it might have been 93 i think well i think okay first album came out in 92 right didn't really start making noise until 93 and then they had another album like in 95 I think and then you know they had some tracks off of that that you know that got some traction <laughs> and then uh, they, well, they did one more album like in 2004 I think and like it didn't do anything and I think that that is it as far as what I was able to find of their music so what I'm drawing from is the first two albums because I've never listened to the third one and I'm going to assume that's for a good reason. <laughs> but anyway, 
there who's playing us in and out this week. And we're going to get this party started with a celebration of the New York Knickerbockers. Be right back. So we're going to start off this week with a celebration. Yes. Smiles, everyone. Smiles. Why? Because the New York Knicks are in the NBA playoffs. First time in eight years. And we are... Yay! Okay. We are going to celebrate that here because... Look, I know my like sports team fandoms are like all over the map. Right, because look, I'm a Knicks fan and I'm a fan of the Washington football team. And those are just the easy, like, the, well, because I was born in New York. Lived a few years in New York before we moved down to Maryland. When I started, like, really watching the NBA, the Washington Bullets, that's what they were at the time, were terrible. Yeah, they, they used to, they used to sell tickets based on, like, the other team. And honestly, well, that's a pretty common practice amongst teams that are, like, bad for years. Is that you advertise the other teams <coughs> to sell tickets. I went to a Bullets game once. They were playing the Detroit Pistons at the, you know, peak of, you know, Isaiah Thomas, bad boys and all of that. Right? Building was full. Full of people cheering for the Pistons. All right? That's how bad the bullets were back when I started watching basketball regularly. So, I mean, you know, you, look, you either go with the local team or you pick somebody, right? And, you know, once you pick somebody, look, I'm one of those people that, you know, when you pick a team, then that's your team, right? And the only time you waver as if, like, if you don't pick the local team as your as your team, but you will still want to be kind of supportive of the local team because you live there, I think that's fine. But, you know, when you say, okay, this is my team, then that's your team. You don't go switching up, you know, later, right? So you need to choose wisely. Right, don't, you know, because you just do. Right, if, if you know if when you have the chance to pick a team, if you're going to pick a team that's been like horrible for 20 years and doesn't have any, you know, anything on the horizon, then that's on you. And but I think if you make that choice, then that then you need to stick with them because you chose to be with a bad team. So 
my advice to you is pick local or pick somebody good, <laughs> right? I mean, seriously, there ain't no, you know, ain't no point picking somebody bad or picking somebody who's not, you know, at or near the top. There's no point, you know, outside of the local team. So what I did was, because the Bullets were terrible, the Knicks, well, no, the Knicks were not great. They were decent, right? And I was born in New York, and at the time, Patrick Ewing played for the Knicks. Patrick Ewing, of course, played at Georgetown before he got drafted in the NBA. So I figured, well, I was born there. You know, we all love Georgetown here in, in the D.C. metro area. Patrick played at Georgetown before he plays for the Knicks now. So I'm going to pick the Knicks. All right. That's how I got there. And so I, you know, was there for the, the, the kind of the glory days of the 90s. You know, the Pat Riley teams, you know, that made the finals with Patrick and Charles Oakley and John Starks. I, um, <clears throat> but when that era kind of came to a close, and particularly when Patrick got traded out, then, I mean, it's been just anywhere from bad to mediocre most of the time. You know, every now and then they made the playoffs for like a year, and then, you know, things went to crapper, right? Had a little bit of hope with Carmelo Anthony, and then the wheels kind of fell off there. Uh, and ever since then, it's been bad. Then you know, they drafted Porzingis, and that was supposed to be the, the big move, right? Oh, Porzingis is a great player. Da, 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 da. And they kept sucking with Porzingis. So then, you know, they, you know, he wanted out, and then I was one of those people. It was like, well, he's the only really good player we have. Y'all better make it work. And they traded him, and I was like, oh, great. We're now we're going to stink forever. But a few moves here and there, and here we are. And we are back in the playoffs, baby. And we are celebrating. And I'm about to order me a Knicks t-shirt, a playoff t-shirt, even though, I mean, the design is pretty plain and mundane. Yeah, okay. <laughs> but, um, you know. Uh, anyway, rhyming, yeah, okay. But, like I said, even though the, the design is pretty kind of drab or plain or whatever, I'm going to get one anyway because we need to celebrate. Because if things go like they've been going for the past 20 years, this may not last long. <laughs> okay? We're hoping it now. We're, we're, we are hoping that it does. We're hoping that we have something sustainable here. With Julius Randle and R.J. Barrett and, you know, and, and all. That's what I'm hoping for. But right now, it just feels good to be back. Back in the playoffs. And look, this is, for me, you know, Washington got in the playoffs. And now the Knicks in the playoffs. So, this is this is not a not bad couple of months there for me. As far as sports teams go. And also, I mean, more recently, 
you know, on a local level, the Nationals won the World Series a couple of years ago. Caps won the Stanley Cup a couple of years, a few years ago. Um, Washington Mystics won the NBA, WNBA championship a couple of years ago. You know, not, not, not bad, not bad for, um, you know, local teams and teams that I otherwise am a fan of. Not bad. Now we need, you know, Washington to get back in the playoffs this coming season, and we need the Knicks to make the playoffs next season, next several seasons, and, you know, we need to keep, keep the ball rolling here. But it's nice to have a little bit of optimism on, on, the, on, the, on the rooting interest front here. So I am hoping that you know, y'all listen to this, you know, hoping that you can enjoy some success with your rooting interests, just not against mine. <laughs> Anyhow, playoff time at the Garden is the best. So we'll take a break. And think happy thoughts for a few minutes while the song is playing. And then we'll get back to the show here. about this whole thing with Israel and yeah I'm just gonna say Israel because I'm not gonna say Israel and Palestine because this is pretty one-sided right and I guess the biggest thing for me the biggest difference between now and in the past when things have gone Well, the, the biggest difference, uh, well, with a lot of, with like so many things now, video. Like video is the game changer. And also, well, it's video and then also recent history, two things. Right, so what's coming out now is people are seeing videos of the Israeli military bombing stuff in Palestine and leveling buildings. They're seeing videos of people there fleeing and people who, you know, came out and explained it. Okay, that they told us within, you know, to evacuate because they're about to blow some stuff up here, right? And so we're getting like a, a on-the-ground look 
how this stuff happens. Right, and that, that's just different. Because in the past, we got a very filtered view of what's going on. Like we got the Israeli government viewpoint that was basically kind of laundered through our media and in our you know, our government, our politicians on both sides of the aisle have always, at least as long as I've been alive, have always just deferred to the Israeli government, you know, stance. And before that, well, next time we didn't have video, right? And so, if you were inclined to take their word for it, then you took their word for it. And the only people who really didn't are people who were just were not inclined to. So now it's different. You got images coming out. You got video coming out. Um, and so it just contradicts everything that we're getting from the Israeli government, from the Israeli military. And now, you know, our government is basically kind of behind the times here because I mean they're going to have to deal with now basically a different kind of footing one where you know the Israeli government and Israeli military can't just you know give out their version of events and then expect everybody over here to just be like okay Sounds legit. Because clearly it's not. Right? I mean, if, you, if you've seen any of the videos, you've read any of the accounts, it is not. It is not. Okay, what they're saying is not legit. It is garbage. And, um, you know, and just as I'm recording this, uh, you know, they got caught lying again, basically saying that, you know, some of the stuff they bombed us because there was supposed to be, you know, Hamas or whatever was supposed to be in there or something. And it turns out that wasn't the case. Now, I have not read all of, you know, the, about everything in detail. My guess, uh, I'm assuming that they have some provocation, you know, in their story as to why they're taking these actions it's probably bullshit and the guy you know um, like you're not going to be able to just to, to get over on people with this stuff like you used to alright because I mean Right, so we're leaving Afghanistan finally. We've been there for 20 years. It'd be hard pressed for it to get a real answer as to why we stayed there that long. Other than that, we didn't want to look like a bunch of losers. Alright. Then there, you know, there was Iraq. And you know, the reasoning and justification for Iraq were proven to be bullshit. And we were there for a long time and all of that. Okay. 
you know, you know, drone strikes in Yemen, which again we don't have a real solid, you know, on record justification for. Right, not overseas, right? We haven't even gotten it here yet. You know, here domestically, where you know these video, you know, with the police videos, right, and where we keep finding out the police keep giving one account of things and that account ends up being bullshit right just happening over and over and over and now it's like the media at least some people in the media finally I mean, it took them a couple of decades to realize this but finally realizing that maybe we shouldn't take the police at their word you know maybe we shouldn't do that Right, and it took a long time for them to finally start to see that, because you know it, it just took years and years. You know, of the well, of the, again, video, video is a game changer, right? Because they used to just believe the police account, and then the, you know, and then the videos come out, and then you know, it's just the opposite, and. And now, I mean, we're just, we're going through a period now where there's a lot of things that were told to us for decades are being kind of just proven to be not true or to be, had been badly obscured truth. So in this climate, it's, it's real easy to just to say something that is factually incorrect or to say something well-intentioned that gets you piled on on social media, right? I mean, because, you know, there have been some celebrities that have, you know, either made, try to make some kind of kumbaya kind of statement about Israel or co-signed someone else's attempt at making a kind of a kumbaya statement, and they've gotten dogpiled on it, and, I don't, I don't know, I'm, well, I'm not for the dogpiling in this case, because, I mean, like, the, the story is literally changing in real time, and, you know, the degree to which we have been informed or which we've informed ourselves on this stuff does not lend itself to making you know accurate assessments particular you know right now look at i mean i'm 47 as i've told you a million times but I mean, all my life, there's just, there's been a steady diet of, you know, essentially the, the Israeli government and the Israeli military is always right. That, you know, they are right to do whatever it is they need to do to protect their country or protect, protect their people. We've been told that for decades. And Palestinians have been painted as bad guys, as terrorists. And what have you. You know, and quite frankly, we didn't have any information to the contrary. Like, you had to, like, literally, you had to go over there. 
or you had to, you know, you had to, you know, talk to people who live there, have been through it. Like to, you know, and now, you know, like I said a few minutes ago, video is, you know, changes the equation here. And the younger people, you know, the younger folks who have not been fed that for 40 years, who maybe maybe only been fed that for 10 years or 20 years and weren't really, you know, paying attention to it like people my age did, right? I mean, it's a lot easier to have a different take, right? Because they're seeing the videos and they've seen more of these videos and they've had conversations about it, you know, 10 years ago or whatever. But, there, I mean, there's been, there's, just been a big lobbying campaign for decades, even from you know before I was born, basically just pushing that again the Israeli government, the Israeli military is always right. And that lobby is you know, they've been lobbying both Democrats and Republicans for decades. Um they you know, the evangelical Christian like there are certain you know denominations, individual churches, what have you, who have this belief that you know the nation of Israel, as it was drawn up in 1948, must be preserved at all costs um, for religious reasons, and they in turn support you know. This, this lobby, this, you know, pu you know, kind of pushing of the Israeli government is always being right. And, it, and this narrative has just been put out there for decades. And, you know, in the past, it is not something that you want to jump out there and get on the other side of because, not publicly, because that could not, that could end pretty badly for you. So, you know, at most you got a kumbaya statement. You get a kumbaya statement from people. <clears throat> or you would get people who, you know, only saw the one side of, of things. And taking that side. So it's just there's a, there's a real interesting conflict going on now because, like, younger people that I interact with, like on Twitter and whatnot, are very much, very, very more animated about you know opposing the Israeli government and the Israeli, Israeli military in this what's going on now and you know and to the point where you know where the kind of pushing of celebrities to you know take a side but to take the you know correct side so to speak and admonishing them for doing the kumbaya thing or or for, you know, parroting the kind of line that we've been sold all these years. And that's not to excuse anybody if it's anything dumb, but this is one particular issue where it is real easy to be loud and wrong because 
again, there's such a coordinated effort to feed us one version of events for well over 50 years. And the other side is not that coordinated. So it's just like kind of like a fire hose of information. And that's, you know what? I mean, that has its ups and downs, right? Um, you know, and also, I mean, it's a thing where it's real easy to be labeled anti-Semitic if you are critical of the Israeli government, Israeli military, and most of the people speaking on this don't want that, they don't want to be hit with that label. Um, they also, <clears throat> you also got to be, you know, wary or cognizant that it's one of those things where coming out loudly against you know, the Israeli government, Israeli military can get you the support of people who are who are anti-Semitic right? people who you know push you know Jewish conspiracy theories and whatnot. <clears throat> like you don't want to find yourself in cahoots with those people you don't and honestly that, that's that's always a danger of you know speaking up or speaking against a particular stance that some people within a minority group are taking is that your words will get picked up and co-signed and appropriated by people who are hostile to that group so I mean there's a lot going on there I mean there's a lot of landmines in the field there and it's real easy to step on one and just like there are you know, there are black people who, you know, get paid good money to go on TV, to go on social media and say things that are critical about black people, right? You know, I've got people like Jason Whitlock and Candace Owens, right? I mean, they get paid to show up throughout various forms of media and say critical things about black people, or even though they're black. And you see who the main people are supporting these folks. It's white people with some pretty dodgy views of black people, to be blunt. <clears throat> so in this case, no, you do not want to end up having your words co-signed by, you know, people who, who are truly anti-Semitic. Because that can happen. So I think the you know, if, if you're going to say something publicly, I mean, I think the best, most reliable thing to, at this point is to say that the story we've been given by the Israeli government, the Israeli, Israeli military, has not been true. Right? I mean, that that's that that's that's something that you know what I'll hang my hat on that. Right? More than anything. Because that that's that's pretty obvious. I mean, outside of that, 
my advice to anybody would be to you know get the best go find some reliable information get the, the most reliable information you can find and but publicly i would keep my words to a minimum because again this is something that's real easy to be wrong about and you know i would err on the side of not you know visibly and vocally you know um endorsing you know any particular person or what have you because it can blow up in your face all right it can you know um, you want an example well look i'm a well now this is already going too long but anyway listen um just get the best get the best information you can and you know in terms of talking about it i would stick to the things that i feel really confident are factually true and in this case i feel really confident that that the you know israeli military and israeli government have been lying to us and of course that means that they're doing some really foul shit over there And that needs to end. And simply simply throwing up the name Hamas is not going to cut it. All right? It's not. And that's all there is to it. That's all all I'm going to say on it. Um, If you want to pressure people, instead of pressuring people you watch on TV, you know, go pressure your elected officials. Right, they're the ones who can actually change the laws. They're the ones who can change policy. They're the ones who can can do that. Okay, the man or woman you watch on TV. I mean, at best, you can you know when if if you know if, if they do communicate with us regular people, at best you can I mean you can get them to take up your stance. Okay. Um, and that and that can't help, but. Holler at your senators and congressmen. Holler at them. All right, got to get them off of that wagon. Because as long as they stay on it, then you know we're gonna get some more of the same kind of bullshit ass statements from from them every time something like this goes down. But anyway, um, I right, gonna move on. There's no proper way to move on from that, but. We will try. And be back in a minute. Complicate the military state as they invade the masquerade. They couldn't fade with the clipper blade. Ten years in the trade is not enough, they can't cut it. I let you take a swing and you butt it for an easy out. I leave him seized with doubt of exceeding. My name is Rudy Brown and I'm proceeding. Leading, they try to follow, but they shallow and hollow. I can see right through them like an empty 40 bottle of OE. They have no key or no clue to the game at all. 
Now they washed up, hung out the dry. Standing looking stupid, wondering why. Why, man? It was the fame, fame that they tried to get. Now they walking around talking about represent and keep it real. But I got to appeal because they existed in the fantasy when holding it still. appears to be at the end of the tunnel and that light does not appear to be the four train <laughs> okay <laughs> for all my new york friends out there <laughs> right and uh so you know the cdc has come out and said if you are fully vaccinated that you can take the mask off Which, well, for a lot of people, when I'm not fully vaccinated yet, but, so I'm still doing what I'm, you know, same protocols here, doesn't change, but I know there's some folks who are still skeptical, you know, and and who have said that they're not, that basically they're not going to stop until we have a, a full you know, or vaccination, like, because right now, here in Maryland, we're up to like 40%, I know some people are not, just, they're not trying to hear about taking no masks off until it's a lot higher than that, uh, for me, wow, I mean, I'm so used to doing it now, and be quite frank, I don't trust a lot of y'all clowns, because it seems like the the mask mandates are being lifted all over the place, and now it's kind of going to the honor system, so if you're fully vaccinated, you can come in without a mask, and, but, you know, they're going on the trust me method of being, people being fully vaccinated, (coughs) and I guarantee you people are going to lie. Because if the past four years have demonstrated anything, particularly the past year has demonstrated anything, is that we are a bunch of selfish, short-sighted jerks in this country. And people will absolutely lie about being vaccinated so they can you know, go in wherever they want to go. I don't, <clears throat> I don't blame people, even people who've been vaccinated, I don't blame you if you want to keep masking up, right, um, we've just, this thing has set such a grip on us that people are not going to let it go that easy, and to be quite honest with you, to be quite honest with you, some of y'all are nasty. Alright. So I mean I've said that I'm gonna keep masking up going into the store, you know, COVID or no COVID. And I you know, I'm I think I'm gonna stick to that. <clears throat> I mean I'm 
kind of softening up that stance a little bit now, but, you know, I did not catch a cold or get sick in any kind of way during cold and flu season this year. That usually happens to me at least a couple of times. I don't know, nationally, flu was at all-time low, or at least the lowest it's been in a really long time, and that is definitely from people mask-wearing, because, again, a whole lot of y'all out there are nasty, okay, you're unclean, got hygiene problems, okay, got all kind of germs all up in you and all on your hands and in your mouth and spraying them all over the place. Alright, so I am very likely to, at least during cold and flu season, to definitely go back to the mask. Still wearing it now. And, um, I don't blame people, no, you can't blame people for, because for, <coughs> we have, we're approaching 600,000 dead if we haven't gotten there already. And that's just, you know, the official count. Like, there are people who were, you know, people who actually, you know, are experts about tracking this kind of stuff will tell you that the, the actual count is higher. Because there are a bunch of people who were kind of shoved off the books for political reasons and what have you. <coughs> so who knows what the actual number is. And all of a sudden, then the actual number is probably going to be close, closer to a million people. Which is sad and a shame, and it didn't have to be that way. Numbers could have been a lot lower if we had just a competent president in the White House in 2020 and not that jackass Trump. But, you know what? At this point, it just kind of is what it is. And so I, I don't blame people for, you know, continuing on as if it was still here. Even after, you know, we've reached, you know, the highest vaccination point we're going to reach. And unfortunately, that's not going to be as high as it should be because of, you know, we got vaccine troopers. <coughs> well, we got COVID vaccine troopers, and that is kind of basically a branching of the anti-vaxxer movement that had grown over years, even though... Even though the guy who first came up with the thing that said vaccines cause autism, the guy admitted to falsifying his research. He admitted that he faked it. And a whole lot of y'all kept believing it. And that's, and that's gotten us to where we are here. <laughs> where a bunch of people now don't want to get the COVID vaccine because they think it's going to put a microchip in them or it's going to kill them. And, you know, they're believing, you know, fraudulent numbers based on some, you know, website where people have to self-report. Or just straight up lies, you know, and it's just, it's, it's sad. It's pathetic. Yeah, I mean, it's disgusting. And, you know, I blame the people who spread the lies more than anything <clears throat> because I mean yes I mean sticking having some stick a needle in your arm and putting in like you know a weak strain of a virus 
to develop antibodies and all that kind of thing. Yes, I mean, if you sit down and actually think about it and dwell on it, it can be, yeah, it can be kind of a, a scary proposition. But for people to take that and concoct fake bullshit stories to the point now where people, people, you know, who otherwise would not have, you know, jumped into those kind of things before now believing them. Um, yeah, that, that, that's, it's a real asshole thing to do. Particularly, I mean, these folks were mostly, these folks were pretty much all vaccinated for all kinds of stuff when they were children, when they were kids. A lot of these folks don't have kids either, and, and all this, and then now they're spreading all this bullshit about, you know, vaccines cause this and that and the other, and now we have a point where we need to get people vaccinated against COVID, and instead of, you know, and there are going to be a lot of people who don't take it because they believe all this stuff. And, look, I mean, you, you do bear some responsibility for choosing to believe it, but the first blame goes to the people who made up the story. And, you know, fuck them. They're assholes. And uh, I think I'll take a break now. Chill as a bum, hum, hum, drunk. I'm so burnt that I'm beat. I got my peers on my nerves and the crowd on my feet. The only one who has my back is me. In reality, see, I'm constantly fighting envy when we journey through the sea. We, we, monsieur. I'm truly game. I believe I bring these slipping. Yeah, I might have the ego, but you'll tell me who is tripping. I know, and it shows. I can look at your nose and just tell that you're affected by the EGO. EGO, EGO on the down. <laughs> somber note here now Paul Mooney passed away this week and for those of y'all who don't know Paul Mooney was boy he was a jack of all trades in the comedy profession he was a stand-up comedian he was an actor on a lot of different things and most importantly he was a writer. Like he wrote for you know damn near every significant you know black comedian of the past fifty years. Um, he wrote stuff for Richard Pryor and like you know stuff on film and stand up routines. Um, he was the head writer for the Richard Pryor show, which was a show that Richard Pryor had, obviously. And that launched, you know, that gave platforms to a lot of, like, first platforms to a lot of comedians that became bigger later on. Robin Williams, Sandra Bernhard, Marshall Warfield, 
John Witherspoon, who recently passed away. Um, Paul Mooney also wrote for Sanford and Son, Good Times. Uh, he wrote for In Living Color, which was a comedy sketch show, Fox. And that was run by the Wayans family. So, and later on, he wrote and appeared in a bunch of skits for on a Chappelle show for Dave Chappelle. So he has like a pretty prolific career backstage for people from Richard Pryor all the way up to in the you know late seventies, all the way up to Dave Chappelle in the two thousands. Right, I mean that is pretty damn significant, and. And, um, Paul Mooney, as well as a stand-up comedian, like he was one of the just most rawest and just unforgiving comics. And because a lot of black stand-up comedians, well, you know, they look, they're trying to get as big an audience as possible. And so that includes white people. So while, yeah, I mean, they're going to be, you know, white people jokes in their routines. You know, there's, you know, they don't go as hard as they might be thinking of going, right? Because they don't, I mean, they want to make white people laugh and laugh at themselves, but they don't want to, you know, make them so angry that they don't keep coming to the show, right? Um, and Paul Mooney did not, he did not care, like, you know, people say, well, I don't care all the time, and, and they're lying. He really didn't. Um, if you watched some of his stand-up routines, yeah, he was just totally unforgiving of society. And, you know, he went all the way 100 in how he felt towards white people. And, you know, if he, and he would look dead at you if you were in the audience like, what are you going to do, <laughs> right? I mean, and some people did walk out, right? But he didn't care. And he just, he was 100, he kept it 100 all the time, okay? And for all, this, you know, for all the jobs he did have during his career, look, it probably cost, I'm sure it cost him something. But he didn't care. And, and look, that's probably why he had a lot more, you know, he had way more things behind the camera than in front of it, it looks like, at least from his biography. Um, so he looked, he was one of the best, one of the best ever. And, you know, he was beloved by people in the comic community. Yeah, if you want an example of, you know, him, like, in, like of his style, uh, he had a, um, said something in an interview once, or, a, yeah, I think it was an interview, and he was referring to how, you know, black people are very prevalent in different forms of entertainment, right, music, sports, dance. You know, even, you know, more 
more recently, you know, we get more acting stuff than we had in the past. But, and, you know, but definitely music, dance, sports, right? And he said the line, you know, everybody wants to be a nigga until it's time to be a nigga. And what that means is that, you know, people who are not black, you know, love to, you know, watch, you know, watch us play sports, watch, listen to us sing, watch us dance, you know, do other things to entertain them and all of that. And there are folks who envy us and, you know, maybe you wish have some type of wish fulfillment or whatever as far as being able to do that stuff and the people who imitate it you know and all of that but when the time when the time you know when it's when the time comes to take all the other stuff that comes along with it then ooh yeah nope <laughs> That's enough for me, dog. Right, that, um, you know, it's just, there's a lot of, there's just so much truth in that, in the way he said it. And he said it just had his chest puffed all the way out. You know, n nothing timid about it. And, I mean, it was 100% true. And that's just the kind of, I mean, that's, that's how he got down all the time, right? That wasn't a one-off for him. So, yeah, um, you know, lost a pioneer, really. Lost a, an innovator. Lost a big contributor to entertainment and popular culture from the last 50 years. So, you know, salute to Paul Mooney. And condolences to friends and family for mourning him now. And just, you know what? If you got a minute and you're looking for something to do, you know, go look up one of his stand-up routines. Now, if you're if you're white, be careful. Because like I said, he's not, he did not spare white folks in the audience. So if you're not ready to, to, to hear some stuff that maybe don't go over too well with you, um, you know, you might want to pass, but... There's plenty of other stuff you can watch that he did. That he contributed to, like, In Living Color. Like, Chappelle Show. Um, that's all him. So, you know, rest in peace. Thank you, sir. And, uh, God bless.
All right, so that's going to do it for this week. Kept it kind of short, uh, largely because, you know, I was just so late doing this or finishing this. Um, my apologies once again. Next week, we will try to be on time. <laughs> but anyhow, uh, this week I was, as usual, I was on the Mindless Musings podcast with DJ. And we talking some pro wrestling. And we were supposed to guest on another show, and that kind of fell through. So I'll let you know about that next week, assuming it comes through. But you can go listen. If you're interested in the wrestling thing, you can go listen to me and DJ talk about that stuff there. Um, also, oh, I am on Twitch at R-B-O-N-N-E-1. Okay, R-B-O-N-N-E-1. That's my Twitch channel. You know, I play some video games, and sometimes I just sit down and talk. So if you're if you're into the, the Twitch thing, you can go check me out there. See what I got. And I haven't written anything in a good while. I think not since it's been over a month since I watched well, since I finished writing something I should say I'm going to attempt to do that um, it's just honestly so much energy of mine now gets put into this and you know some of the live streaming stuff I'm doing and all that it, you know something had to give and what it's given is my writing but I have a ton of stuff there from the past six years feel free to go there and read I got a big archive of stuff it's at robsagenius.com, all one word. So if you want to read some of the stuff I've written, go there. And I will try to have some more stuff soon when I can sit down and actually focus enough to finish writing something. But anyway, um, thanks for bearing with me this week. And, you know, as, as I've said mentioned a couple of times those of y'all who are you know those of y'all who are you know praying people you know throw another one up for my mom she's she's she's, she's kind of going through it right now and you know when we get to the other side of it I'll talk about it some more but yeah, any prayers good vibes considerations y'all got um i'll take them and thank you for those of y'all who've already done it and um with that um we're gonna call it a week and i thank you once again um you know the numbers have been going up for episodes all throughout the past year that's thanks to you guys appreciate that really do and you know all these things we're dealing with out here we're gonna get through them together because well that's the only way I know how and but anyway yeah until next week guys as always look it's almost over COVID is almost over we are almost there okay we still got some months all right. So, you know, vaccines going around and all that stuff. Um, 
don't be afraid to keep you know protecting yourself masking up whatever if you have if you, you haven't taken the vaccine then please keep masking up if you've taken it and you just don't trust these nasty people out here and you want to keep masking up for a little while look man, i ain't gonna look at you funny you got i got no problem with that all right because if one thing we learn is there's some nasty dirty people out of here all right so and don't think that they're gonna you know get better <laughs> now that we're coming out of this all right but anyway um so like, yeah you do what you do to protect yourself and for your own sanity you know so do that you're not gonna get no dirty looks from me because like i said there's some nasty folk out here anyway <laughs> um as always take care of yourself take it all right let me slow down let me do this again <laughs> take care of yourselves take care of each other god bless you guys and talk to you next week I wish I wasn't such a wimp Cause then I would let you know that I love you So when I bothered your man, then I would be true The only lying I would do is send the bear with you Then I signed to send the one who loves you dearly He has loved me tender But the letter came back three days later Return to sender Damn Take care